Welcome to I Want to Put a Baby in You, a podcast exploring reproductive technology and life-changing stories. Here are your hosts, Jennifer White and Ellen Trackman. Welcome to I Want to Put a Baby in You, a podcast where we explore how assisted reproductive technology changes lives and our world. I'm Jennifer White, and I am the co-director of Colorado Surrogacy, Montana Surrogacy, New Mexico Surrogacy, oh my God, does it keep going, Texas Surrogacy, and New England Surrogacy. <laughs> it's getting big. We, we're, we're growing. It's fantastic. But that's actually not why we're here. Um, but I'm here with Ellen Trackman, who is also my co-director and an attorney in assisted reproductive of technology law. So she gives a big cheer for all things legal. Yay, <laughs> Yay legal. But so Ellen, question of the day today for you yeah. before mm-hmm. we start is, um, since we love to talk about birth and how families are created, have you actually ever been to a birth? Besides yes. your own, of course. Oh, I, mean. I was going to say, I've been to four. Uh, no, besides my own. Yeah, I actually have been to a couple that were not my own. Um, my first was, which actually in my podcast where I talk about my first birth was like my thinking was very much influenced by the birth I had been to because I oh. um, was able to go to my best friend growing up, um, Sarah, to her first birth. And so I just remember that like there was false labor and me wanting to fly out and then it took a really long time. And so with my own, I was like, oh, I've, you know, this is probably false labor and forever. Um, but yeah, no, I was very lucky to, to get to be there. And, you know, huge shout out and kudos to doulas and nurses and everyone right. who regularly attends birth. Cause so, I mean, it was, you just, it was painful to watch and you just feel so helpless. Um, yeah. Watching someone go through pain is really hard that, I mean, obviously like being in pain yourself is terrible, but even watching someone else when there's like very little you can do where you're like, can I get you water? Can I rub your feet? Right. You know that I mean, there's just, it's just such a feeling of helplessness to, to see, um, wow. which is why today's episode is really, oh, well, before we talk about today's oh, yeah. episode, have you ever attended, been at a birth besides your own? No. And in fact, I have not even been awake or present for my own birth. Um, it was such an emergency that uh, I was knocked out completely cold. So I do not even recall my own birth of my child. And even to make it even crazier, my spouse was not there. So I don't even can't even rely on my spouse's stories because he also was not at the birth as well. So no, I'm I I, I'm experienced in many things in life, but attendance at births, uh, I'm I'm low on experience on quite honestly. Well, as I learned from my kids elementary school to have a growth mindset to always add yet. So Yes, you haven't been correct. to birth yet, but you know, hopefully when you're a grandmother, you have a few more years. Um, I, I have a lot of years before that hope comes around. Thank you very much. <laughs> or maybe one of our very sweet gestational carriers or someone else in yes. your life will invite you. So if anyone's looking yeah. for some extra support, I have a volunteer for you. <laughs> Yay. Yes, I'd love to. But, um, you know, no, in yeah. the meantime, we do get to hear about other people's stories. So that's it, it's awesome. We had the absolute honor and pleasure. And I mean, I hate to always give things away beforehand to talk about um, a spouse who actually went through the surrogacy process and their entire 
you know, how, how it affected them and their viewpoint on the whole thing. So without yeah. further ado, oh, well, I'm sorry. No, no, <laughs> no just because it is so, you know, we haven't really focused on it to get to hear the partner, the other person side of kind of being through that entire journey, but not being the one caring. And I think that the partner involved is really important to hear from. So that Absolutely. is why without further ado, haha, I still uh-huh. steal that for you. Right. Um, here's Jade and Jemiah. Hi, we're here with Jade and Jemaya for a very special episode. Um, so Jade was a gestational carrier and Jemaya is her partner. And I think this, are, this is a historic moment in our podcast. The first time we've ever had the partner of a gestational carrier to also share his side of um, going through this journey. But before we kind of dive into everything you went through, do you guys mind giving a little intro of, of yourselves, of who you are and what you do and where you're from and what you would like to say about yourselves. Sure. Jade, you want to start? (laughs) Yeah, I can go first. Um, Yeah, my name is Jade. I have lived in Colorado for, gosh, almost 19 years now. I'm originally from St. Louis. Um, We have two kids. We've been together for about five and a half years now, I think. Um, Three of which are a blur since our second <laughs> child was born. Kids <laughs> do that. Yeah. Uh, and I uh, work in Boulder for a company that does consulting for local governments. I'm a um, project manager. My name is Jemaya, and I am a licensed professional counselor. And I have a private practice here in Boulder. And I also lead workshops, both uh, in the public, and then I go once a month into prisons and do two-day workshops in there. Okay. So, Jade, what first got you thinking or knowing or hearing or interested in being a gestational carrier? Uh, Let's see. Probably eight years ago or so, my my best friend, we grew up together, she was a gestational surrogate for um, her brother and his wife. She carried twins for them. Yeah, she also has um, four kids of her own. At the time, she had two kids of her own. Um, but it, wow. Yeah, she, she's been pregnant a lot of times. She's been pregnant most of our adult lives, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was such a great experience for her that I guess after she did it, it was just always in my mind as as an option after um, I had a baby of my own, which was a few years later than her. Um, yeah. Yeah. Our daughter was born in December 2015, uh, and that went perfect. Um, no complications or anything. So uh, once we had her, um, I knew we knew that we didn't want to have another we weren't sure we wanted to have another. And if we did, we knew it wouldn't be for a few years. So that made us think we could sneak a surrogacy in between kids, which is what we did. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Um, So watching your best friend go through this, it sounds like she had a a good, a good experience that you, you got to witness. Yes. She, um, I'm not quite sure how this was, like biologically possible, but she's not quite five feet tall. And she had twins <laughs> that were eight pounds each. Holy. And she had wow. them. Holy. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> oh, it keeps going. She had them oh, naturally with no, um, no pain medication. <gasps> I, I don't understand. <laughs> oh, 
Wow. Yeah, she, wow. Okay. She's sort of she, my. She deserves some kind of award. I know. <laughs> yeah. She's like my pregnancy hero in life. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. So, then, so, so a... when you started thinking about doing this. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no, please, you go. Well, she had such a great experience with it with since she was carrying her nephews, um, she gets to be in their lives and see them. Um, so when we went into surrogacy, that was something that I wanted to, I, I definitely wanted to be matched with a family that was open to being involved in our lives during the pregnancy and afterward. Yeah. So when you started thinking about this, like, were you, were you just thinking about it privately? Were you guys talking about it together? Did you have... How did you, how did it evolve in your, in your mind and between you as a couple? Uh, it was definitely my idea first. Uh, and, and it was certainly a conversation that took a while. Uh, Jemiah's initial reaction was no. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he can talk more about that. It took probably a solid year of um, not constant communication about it, but, you know, Every once in a while, it would come back up. Yeah, yeah, but he came around. So, Jemiah, what were your what was your thinking at the beginning? What were your your fears, and how did that evolve? Yeah, so I just remember, I remember her bringing it up, and you know, I I definitely had that observational awareness of what I was feeling, but it was definitely a really strong no. And I think I said that it was like, mm. so I'm feeling <laughs> like almost every part of me is saying no right now. And I'm not, I'm not completely <laughs> like, I, I want to leave an opening for you to, you know, I know that this sounds really important to you. You know, she came to me and like, it's like, I could see how important it was to her. Uh, but it definitely was a strong reaction. And I, I think I named that. It's like, I'm having a really strong reaction to that idea. And, uh, and I suppose my first fears are just, I mean, there's like some kind of like old programming of some kind. It's like that I I felt like maybe I didn't want my partner to have somebody else's baby. Like, I mean, it really comes down to that. Like there was some old, you know, thinking pattern that was just like, this isn't okay. Uh, And so it wasn't like fear for her life. It was more... I don't, maybe jealousy? Is that the I mean, wrong word? So but... I think all of that other stuff definitely comes in too. I mean, but I would, if I had to be perfectly honest, the yeah. first reaction was just like, no, you can't have somebody else's baby. You know, this like old stubborn man <laughs> inside me. Uh, yeah. And right, then, right. Um, and yeah, and obviously there's health risks. There's just all these different, you know, things that start popping into my mind. It's like, okay, I worried about how it would be to let go of a baby. I I worried about the emotional piece, the hormonal piece, um, and just all the things that come with pregnancy that, you know, was going to be for somebody else. And obviously there's, you know, there's some money involved in making it like, you know, compensating for all of these things. But to me, it's like the money doesn't actually like, if you were doing it for the money, it wouldn't really make sense, like by itself. Uh, it just felt like, okay, this is a huge cost, and there's like a lot involved here. And and like she said, she you know she brought it up the first time, and I had a really strong reaction. I don't think I, I was like mad or anything. I just you know I think I was 
I even was joking about it. Like I am really stubbornly feeling a no right now. And, uh, and then, um, you know, then she kept bringing it up and, you know, I had to take note in that. And it's like, I have a lot of respect for Jade and it was like almost every couple weeks she would kind of revisit this idea and, or maybe, you know, and then a month would go by and she would say it again, like, well, there's this thing I still really want to do. And, and maybe just seeing her consistency, mm-hmm. that it was like something that her heart really wanted to do and hearing. Yeah. Yeah. That it wasn't just like a whim. That she exactly. Like so, to... you know, like she said, it took a whole year. And I think at like the six month mark, I was like, all right, I, I still feel some resistance to this, but it feels really like childish of me to say that you shouldn't do this if this is something you really want to do. And, and eventually, you know, I started to give a soft yes. So did Jade, he, did he surprise you one day? And he was like, yeah, okay. Instead of, did it go from a no to, okay. I actually remember, uh, you know, his resistance definitely decreased gradually. Uh, but I actually remember the thing that made him go from, I am still not sure about this to now I'm on board was uh, the idea of, I mean, obviously surrogacy is intended for people who can't have children on their own. Um, and he was receptive to that, but what really turned it was, um, showing him pictures of, of different, um, you know, families that had had their children born via surrogacy and seeing particularly, uh, homosexual couples. Um, he was really like charmed by the idea of like, having a baby for two gay dads in his words, um, <laughs> which was not yeah. actually, uh, you know, in the end, we, we, that's not who we were matched with, but it was that idea of it. I think that brought it home for him of like, Oh, there's so many couples out there who want a family like we have and can't for various reasons. Um, but it, <laughs> um, he, he really warmed to that, to that idea and realizing that that's yep. really why you I would agree with that. I, I remember, uh, yeah, you. it was like you presented it in a slightly different way. It was like, look at the impact that we could have on somebody's life. And it's like, okay, all right. I, I can feel myself like tearing up when I think about that. And it's true. It's like, it, it's really, uh, it's an amazing gift. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. That's amazing. So, um, did you jointly start looking into how you would do it and researching or Jade, was that kind of you taking the lead and then letting him know where you were? Gosh, I think, um, I, I think that I had kind of started to, whether or not I started searching on my own or Facebook started showing me ads, I don't remember the sequence of events. <laughs> <but laughs> Nobody knows anymore what is real and what is not, right? right. <laughs> I think about shopping for shoes and Facebook starts showing me ads three days it's in creepy. advance. You know? It's really creepy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I started seeing ads on my Facebook for surrogacy agencies. And, uh, and so that was definitely... Um, probably the catalyst was looking into different agencies. It was important to me. Um, I was think it was important to both of us once we decided to start moving forward with the process that we wanted to stay local if possible, both with a local agency and with the family being 
local, and by local, I mean, you know, not across the country, not necessarily our next door neighbors either, but um, somewhere within driving distance. Uh, and that was a big part of, um, of why we chose you guys. So, and it worked out wonderfully. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and how did that, how did you guys feel about that, the whole screening process and especially Jemaya? Cause I mean, that's a, I mean, the guy has to do a lot too. He's kind of dragged in and has to go through being poked and prodded as well. (laughs) Uh, yeah, I mean, in all honesty, like again, the I think the stubborn old man crept into this part too. Uh, it was like, okay, I was on board, and yeah, then oh and no. then like getting introduced to the scope of the screening and the testing and and particularly the <sighs> shots that I was going to have to give my partner, you know, um, as we affectionately called it, our our morning yeah. stab. Uh, <laughs> And, uh, <laughs> stabby, 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 uh, yeah. And, uh, I definitely remember some moments where I felt, you know, completely green in the face when I was like, I mean, there was a moment where they showed me the wrong needle. They showed me like this giant needle that they were like pulling out. Like they were using a bigger needle to pull, uh, into like a smaller receptacle or something like that. And then, and then they transferred it with a smaller needle. And what we got was like these smaller needles. But I just remember seeing this giant needle and thinking that I was going to have to stab Jade every day with, or you know, every other day oh with this God. thing. And uh, and I just, yeah, I was like, I was almost ready to bail. And uh, and the and like the hormones and all of that stuff. And you know, it's just wow. It's like it felt like uh, a lot of like scientific intervention for me. But admittedly, it went really smooth yeah. and it was a lot easier than, you know, than I thought it would be. It was actually like, a, you know, I, I, we made the, this. Yeah, well, I mean, we made Stab- it into having like, her wasn't so bad. It's like <laughs> it just became OK. And um, uh, and I guess, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like the hormones mm-hmm. had like some giant impact. I do remember Jade crying a little bit more than usual at that time over like, you know, an advertisement or whatever, but, uh, uh you know, otherwise it was like alarmingly smooth. Um, uh, and it, and it felt like we were really held to by, wow. uh, you know, by the process, and- like we were being checked in with, uh, you know, she was getting monitored. It's like, it was the safest possible pregnancy that I could ever imagine. Wow. That's great. And, you know, I, I should also give the disclaimer that we are typically pretty crunchy people in that we don't, like, usually take any medication at mm. all. Jemaya doesn't even like to take, you know, Tylenol if he doesn't, <laughs> if it's not absolutely necessary. So, right. so um, extreme the other way of daily uh-huh, spots right. and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the uh, I, I didn't think the the shots were so bad. I think often it is worse for the the shot giver than the shot receiver (laughs) (laughs) Um, and I remember uh Jacqueline the uh intended mother she because they had gone through IVF before so she I remember her telling us that uh her husband kind of had a similar reaction he really was resistant Mm. to giving her shots and you know it's not like pleasant to, to get a shot but it's really not that bad and and I think they are afraid they're just going to like you know really <laughs> cause a lot of pain or something. I don't know. 
Um, but that part ended up actually not being that bad at all. That's great. How was, how was psych for you guys? Jemiah, did that freak you out at all? (laughs) Or like being probed by psychologists? Especially as a mental uh, health right, professional right, yourself. Right, exactly. <laughs> I think I was more freaked out about the idea of it than uh, than it actually was scary, you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, I could see right through that exam. I totally, you know, I totally played that therapist. She had no Ooh. idea what kind of crazy we had, you know. We're going to play this for her. I think it's too late now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Well, so that part was... I, uh, I know there are... In- I was just going to say, you know, it, it's. I remember looking back at that appointment with a little bit of... Um, concern actually just because we well Jemiah has some history of mental illness on his on his family's side not him personally but and so sure. we actually didn't know is that going to disqualify us or not um oh, and it, interesting it, so and we were honest with the therapist we we told her about it um but I I do remember feeling like I wish we'd asked about this before. Like maybe we could have saved ourselves a lot of trouble if it was, but it also felt like it, you know, it, it didn't it impact our um, eligibility to be served for me to be a surrogate. And I also felt pretty strongly like it shouldn't because it was past mm-hmm. issues with family that's nowhere near us. And um, yeah. so it's just, you know, going into it, that's just one of the big question marks, I think for, for people that are considering surrogacy is like, well, how, if this thing happened 20 years ago, like, is that going to matter? Um, right. It's just things you wonder about before you really have an answer. Well, and it's funny, even us who've been doing this for, for years and years, like we get questions all the time, like, does this disqualify us? And sometimes I don't know, like what doctors are really concerned about or mental health concerned about. And other times they're like, no, it's fine. And it's still, there's still questions come up where we just don't know what people think about them so did she tell you yeah, there's definitely some level of totality of circumstances on anybody right. yeah. did she tell you afterwards like you're good or you just left no, like having no idea like being concerned <laughs> jemiah actually asked i was i think too oh, like, nervous okay. and skittish about it but he just straight up was like so did yeah. we pass oh that's nice we were really honest and I, I can, you know, say that it is useful what you said, Jade, just that we were really honest and yeah, it's like, the, you know, we do have a little bit of stuff that we shared and, you know, and it was fine. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I think mostly what she was looking for were um, just for anyone listening that is still considering surrogacy, they're looking for things, I think, like. They wanted to know if I'd had postpartum depression with my daughter, um, which is a valid concern, obviously. So um, I I think our experience at our clinic was that they were very reasonable in what was a red flag and what wasn't. Well, another thing that we see them looking for is making sure everyone really is on board and understands, um, especially with the partner, whether um, he is supportive versus just like, oh, I'm being dragged to this and later I might change my mind about it. Right. Cause there's a lot of sacrifices that everybody makes all the way around. And, um, I, I know Ellen said that you guys were willing to talk about this and I hadn't had a chance to pre-talk about this, but one of the big ones, what, what was one of the big 
sacrifices you had to make besides stabbing. <laughs> Do you, would you like to well, talk guys, about that? <laughs> I just want to let you know, you won't get to have sex for a little uh, bit. You know. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a reality. And not just like... <laughs> Right, uh-huh. you're like we're making a baby, and we're not uh, yeah, making it with a, sex. Abstinence period. That I think that that yeah. I think I also heard that the same day as like I had to stab her, and then there was like this period of time I didn't get to have sex. It was like, <laughs> damn it, I don't like this. But I, uh, but you know what? it was okay, and it doesn't mean you can't be intimate, etc. But, uh, but yeah, we. And, you know, we were also coming off of having a, a, a baby of our own, like, well, at that point, I think, like, 18 months prior. So it's not like, you know, <laughs> we were going from... What, you were tired? Like, Is that what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, to, to me, it didn't feel... Like, there is a period of time where you have to be abstinent, but it's, what, a couple months? I don't even remember anymore. It's all kind of a blur, but it's not like our sex life had fully recovered from having our own baby all that long before. So it, it wasn't like you go from having a hot date three times a week to, to like the polar opposite. So, yeah. Yeah. and I really appreciated your guys's uh, chastity belt that you just, you know, yeah, yeah, we we, uh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. One of our swag items. Yeah, we like to throw our logo on it and hand them right. out. Yeah they're, yeah, they're just standard issue now, so. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot more comfortable than I expected. Yeah. <laughs> I I will say we have honestly joked about sending them out to some of our younger applicants because it's happened repeatedly where someone <laughs> want, like says, I would like to be a surrogate. And then we're like, great, we found this great couple you could work with. And they're like, oh, I'm pregnant on my own. And I think it happened like three times in a row in like a few months. We're like, really? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We we did actually in all seriously talk about having company issued um <laughs> chastity belts. So <laughs> uh, um yeah. Anyway, we actually so that's why it's important about, to talk about that. So. Yeah. We actually joked uh so our daughter, uh who I've mentioned a couple times, yeah. she was unplanned. Uh and we we were taking some steps to actually like avoid pregnancy. So we we yeah. joked like he wasn't even allowed to look at me while I was going through <laughs> fertility treatments because we were already so like fertile on our own. We, we definitely did not take that risk. Right, right. I averted my eyes for that period of time. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. right. That was a big sacrifice then. Also You're company right. issued yeah. uh, block, blocking sunglasses, huh? <laughs> yeah. That's right. <laughs> exactly. Oh, too funny. So, so you actually, and, okay. We, oh, say please. Oh, I was just going to say, I mean, uh, you know, we're naming these challenges and, you know, these are discomforting, you know, these aren't, these aren't like great pieces and yet it was so worth it. Like I can yeah. say that now with ease, it's like, okay, this was a period of time. I didn't like get to have sex and, you know, we had some like all of this stuff going on medically and like, I think it would be easy to um, like during that phase to just forget the amazingness that's about to occur. And, you know, once you get past that, it's like, I, I guess, I mean, I don't know where you're leading us uh, <laughs> after this, but what I, I found cars. was I got really excited about pregnancy 
And uh. it was a it was like amazingly fun to enjoy pregnancy without there being it, without it being my kid. Like <sighs> it was almost like there was no anxiety or worry uh. about raising a baby. And I got to just enjoy my partner pregnant. And it's kind of like, I mean, it's actually pretty miraculous to have that, to have like an un, That's know, interesting to hear. Uh, untainted view of that, that whole magic of life. Interesting. Yeah. Did you get to make those? I actually remember. <laughs> Go ahead. I was just going to, I just was going to say, I actually remember sitting at my desk at work after the embryo transfer, after pregnancy had been confirmed and having a couple, several different times, having that moment of, of panic of like, oh my God, I have so much to do. And then the realization of, oh, it's not mine. (laughs) 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 Wow. (laughs) It's, and you know, I, I, um, I really enjoyed being pregnant with my own child, but there's definitely that like, holy crap, we have to like figure out all these different things, you know, yeah. you know how it is when you're expecting your own baby. And just to like have that burden not be there, uh, just like, like Jemaya said, like you just get kind of get to enjoy the pregnancy and you don't have to worry about anything that's going to happen afterward was, was definitely a nice change of pace. Yeah. Did you get to make those awkward um, references to other people where they're like, oh, congratulations. And you're like, it's not mine. It's not his, <laughs> it's not his and it's not mine. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh-huh. We joked about ha- like having T-shirts made where <laughs> it would it, his T-shirt would say "Not my baby" and mine would say "Not my baby." We should do that. That's hilarious. Watching the confusion. Right. Wait, what? <laughs> right. Yep. That's uh-huh. awesome. So uh, I mean, yeah, we we both definitely fielded that question <sighs> sure, many times. I'm sure. So. Or, or just redirecting of congratulations. And, you know, when it's a stranger, you just smile and say yeah, thank you right. and don't get into it. But there were obviously many family and I mean, family knew on both of our family sides. They knew prior to it. Yeah. But friends, we, there was definitely a lot of explanation that happened in the moment. And how did they react? Did you get anything negative that kind of you had to deal with? Hmm. I think my family was very surprised. Um but supportive. Um, I, I definitely had to um, endure a few. <laughs> but I want another grandbaby uh, comments from my, my mom. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I think that's just natural, yeah. and, and that's going to happen. Sorry. She, um, I think, she did a pretty good job of of being supportive and minimizing those comments as much as she could. Um, she. <laughs> She definitely asked questions like that made me laugh a little bit. Like, well, how do you know it's not yours? Just had to be like, mom, we, we are sure. Uh Like, trust me, this is, (laughs) there's been a microscope on every stage of this process. Right. um, But it it was fine. Um, I think our friends, um, for the most part, maybe Jemaya, you can speak to that a little more. I think they were all similarly like kind of surprised and very very curious but also very supportive yep i would agree with that i mean we just called the baby our little hitchhiker and uh and i don't know i mean it was just it was almost like it turned into kind of a fun conversation to have because it started off with like intrigue like you know oh 
yeah, you know, Jade's pregnant right now. Not my baby, not my baby. And they're like, what? <laughs> and right. uh, I was going to say, that could, that could be very awkward, <laughs> right? <laughs> Actually, I was surprised how many, like, I, I didn't, I mean, we live in a pretty, um, you know, open-minded community, but almost everybody was just like, wow, Jade is awesome. Um, what an amazing thing to <laughs> she do! She is, regardless. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Besides this, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, so I just felt like, yeah, it was always a really positive response, and I was, I was surprised just how positive. You know, everybody seemed pretty receptive. So when you actually match, so you obviously you match because you know obviously we 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 know the spoiler alert is you had you've had a baby <laughs> from this process. Um, <laughs> you know, how was your mm-hmm. relationship with your intended parents? Was it what you? It, what you envisioned, what you imagined. It was so much better. It it was so much like we, we had pretty high hopes, I think for the match and it was even better than we could have imagined. They um, kind of became instant friends from almost the moment we met. Um, they were, they shared similar interests to us. They were around our age. It just felt, it's always felt very natural and normal to hang out with them. We, we hung out several times during the pregnancy too. Um, and uh, they have they have a daughter that's about well she's exactly one year younger than our daughter and so um, our kids have played together it's just been such a wonderful experience yeah, I would agree with that uh, yeah we really really like the parents and I would say just it, it seemed like there was a lot of intention put into the matching process it, you know we asked a lot of there was a lot of questions asked and you know and it was kind of like a it felt like a dating service. It's like we got sent like these, you know, these possible parents <laughs> and then, you know, there was no pressure to accept. It was like, how do you like them? You know, be honest. And uh, I, what were you going to say? We feel that way too. We feel that way too, that it, it is very much like a dating service. I, like you're trying to connect people and hope they like each other. I, and even the match meeting is like an awkward first blind, blind date. date. That's how I describe it, people. It's, it's the most awkward blind date you'll ever be on in your life. And at the end, and you ask a woman to have a baby for you. Right? <laughs> yep. uh, yeah, I think, you know, it's like the process had been a little bit, you know, up until that point. And it's like, at that point, everybody's, you know, really settled into the idea. And yeah, we had such a great first conversation. And we felt instant connection. We were like, I remember us leaving and just saying like, you know, I would have liked to just keep hanging out with them. <laughs> and, uh, and then, yeah, we actually went to visit them, um, and their, their family up in, uh, what was it? A red cliff. Mm-hmm. And they, yeah, it was just like the warmest possible reception and like me, like their whole family, you know, just being, extraordinarily sweet about the whole thing they've just like and you know they've said things like you are a part of our family now and it's just you know what a miracle this was for you to do and I, I just couldn't have dreamed of a better match honestly yep I completely agree and are you do you feel like that held held true throughout that you you're still kind of a part of their family and vice versa yes I, I would say so we're we're still in pretty constant contact with them. I'm pumping breast milk for them too. So that, um, it's been kind of nice to, you know, have a reason to touch base. Um, but even if that wasn't happening, um, you know, we, we, they share pictures with us. They, during the pregnancy actually 
maybe a month before the baby was born, they moved. They had been about two hours away from us and now they're about four hours away. Mm. So getting together in person has become a little bit more of a challenge, yeah. but um, even so, uh, um, we hope to be able to touch, you know, base in person again um, from time to time. And I, I would say they have been really just wonderful about keeping in touch and continuing to make us feel included. Yeah. yeah. And then, I mean, just so, at, the, at the birth, it was like, yeah, that's it was what I was going to ask about. Well, it was just such a magical <laughs> moment to see, like the thing, like an image that really stands out was um, when they they got there, uh, you know, pretty much like they had been taking a little nap because, you know, it had been pretty, it was pretty late. And they came strolling in just when things were getting, you know, pretty active. And, you know, Chris was on one side of me and he's like tearing up. And Jacqueline was like there watching the birth and it's like, okay, the mother is watching the birth of her child. And she just had like these tears in her eyes and, and it was like, it felt so right. (laughs) Yes. The, the, the birth experience itself was, I, I would actually say that was, um, probably the high point in the whole process maybe for both of us. Um, which- that's amazing. <laughs> Most people consider birth this painful, terrible process, mm-hmm. but that's incredible. Uh, it was, it was really, um, a wonderful experience for multiple reasons for me. Um, one was, um, what Jemaya already described, getting to actually see the parents see their child be born and, you know, dad got to cut the cord and mom got to hold her right away. Um, and, and Jacqueline also expressed, you know, how, what a powerful experience and a unique experience it was for her as a mother. That's not something you usually get to do is to, to witness the birth of your child in that way. So she definitely, um, expressed that to us afterward. Um, but I would say the birth itself, you know, it, um, I've not given any backstory there. The the baby was actually early. She was, she was five weeks early and that part was a surprise. And uh, of course, I think I was worried. (laughs) The intended parents, they, their first child had also been um, early. So they were, they rolled with it. They were just like, Oh, that's, that's fine. (laughs) Um, They knew what to expect. They, they didn't seem concerned at all. Um, And, and in fact, both um, the baby that I carried for them and their first child were exactly the same birth weight, which was wow. interesting. <laughs> um, yeah, but the, uh, the birth itself, I, I ended up getting to have, I think the birth that I had really wanted with my, with my own child, um, oh, really? with my daughter, I was in, I have really long labors. Um, and I was in labor with my daughter for like 36 hours and that was with being induced and I ended up uh, with an epidural. Yeah, it was, it was long. I ended up with an epidural, which um, ended up being great. Uh, epidurals are great. I <laughs> 10 out of 10 would recommend in a, in a situation like that. Um, but uh, I, at the end, after she was born, I was still harboring a little bit of disappointment that I hadn't been able to have the natural birth that I had wanted. Mm. And with the surrogate baby, um, things actually went much more smoothly. Um, I had a wonderful um, labor and delivery nurse that kind of made me realize 
um, she was like, I think you are a great candidate for natural birth. I'm you know, seeing you power through these really strong contractions and you seem fine. Oh, wow. That's nice and to get maybe have realize that support. I can, I say it's great to have something encouraging. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, it was really great. And, uh, and she was right. I, I was able to have that natural delivery and it was so empowering for me to finally get that experience. Um, that I hadn't been able to have with my own wow. How long was the, the labor? Well, it's a complicated question <laughs> right. because it technically it? was like two days oh, wow. long. <laughs> yeah. My, uh, my water broke early for reasons unknown. And then they, um, at af- anytime after 34 weeks gestation, they induce labor, mm-hmm. um, if that happens. So I actually went to the hospital on a Thursday night suspecting that my water was leaking, but I wasn't sure. And they were just going to check. So I, of course, was like, I'm sure everything will be fine. And I left Jemaya at home with the kids while they were like eating dinner. And I didn't take anything with me. All I took was my purse. Uh, (laughs) A couple hours later, he kept, of course, we were texting back and forth. uh, And a couple hours later, I got the, the the news that my water was leaking and that they were going to induce and I wasn't going anywhere. Oh, you were not going home. Uh huh. I was like, Holy crap. So he had (laughs) arranged childcare and, you know, pack a hospital bag and do all that. He did wonderful. He brought everything that, uh, we could possibly have needed. (laughs) Good job, Um, Jemaya with a part, with a packing, (laughs) pro packing. Yeah. Um, but they, they tried to induce and the induction efforts kind of, um, things would pick up and they'd slow back down and things would pick up and they'd slow back down. And that actually went on for, I don't know, like the better part of a day, but I was able to sleep in between and the contractions weren't painful. Um, I would say actually active labor where, you know, the contractions are really intense and you're having to breathe through them and all that only lasted maybe like four or five hours. So um, once things really got going, it went much more quickly with this delivery than it did with my daughter. Wow. And everyone was there, the whole, for all of it. So Jemiah was by your side as well. Yep. I think I was able to get there within, That's amazing. I think you left at like seven o'clock. I think I got there a little after midnight and, uh, and we had people, we had some good friends who slept over that night and the kids got the, surprise of waking up to different people. <laughs> I mean, they knew them really well. So, and they, yeah. they rolled with that just fine. Uh, and yeah, it all, it was, it was actually like a pretty smooth start. I remember the first day just because I, uh, you know, the, it was like, you weren't in active labor yet. Um, we kind of just hung out and, you know, had a day just, yeah, being together. That was a really sweet day. Yep, just waiting for things to pick up. <laughs> I was just going to say, I had mentioned earlier that they moved during the pregnancy. They yeah. were actually in the process of moving when I went into, <laughs> oh, when my water broke. Oh, and no. so they had moved all of their stuff to their new house, which again was four hours away from, from Boulder, where we live and where I, the hospital wow. was. And um, they had taken all of like the baby stuff to the new house and then they had come back to the old house to like pack up some more stuff <laughs> and they were two hours closer to us, but they didn't have any of the baby stuff with them. Oh no. So they, 
<laughs> yeah. So they were like, okay, uh, I guess we're just going to go. To the yeah. hospital. So they made it in plenty right. of time. They were, they were probably at the hospital maybe like three and a half hours after I um, let them know what's going on. And, and the hospital was wonderful. I delivered at Boulder community, Boulder Foothills community hospital, and they gave the parents their own room um, right away as soon as they arrived, just so they would have a place to go and, and rest. Um, so they, yeah, they were, they would come down and, you know, hang out with us for an hour or so at a time. And then we'd kind of go off and do our own things. And we, we stayed in pretty constant communication that whole time. Um, as far as what was, or for the most part, what wasn't happening. (laughs) We were commenting, uh, like after, I just remember we were reflecting on the whole birth process and it was like, you know, this is pretty, this is a pretty good setup. It's like, you know, we, you know, went through the long haul of the birth and I think like it was a pretty long process and like, you know, things weren't picking up so quick, but it was like, I think they went out to dinner and like, you know, they were like sleeping, like the full, you know, they got like naps and all this stuff. And it's like, you know, when we had, um, when you have a baby, it's like the, you know, the long haul of birth is like exhausting. And then at your like complete, you're completely empty at that moment. And somebody hands you a baby that's crying and needs to be taken care of. (laughs) And it's like, right. You just want to rest. And, uh, and so it was pretty sweet that like, you know, they, they're like at full stamina and now they get to enjoy their baby, like, you know, with some sleep and, you know, feeling like ready for it. And, and we got to take a nap. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's, that seems more natural, right? Yep. And we did. Mm-hmm. Baby was born at about 5.30 in the morning. And so they had actually gotten like a good chunk of, of sleep right before that. But once things picked up, things really picked up. They, they went rip from zero to 60 really fast. And uh, they actually, it was the whole like kind of like <laughs> movie birth scene where like the parents are, like running into the room, like kind of at the last minute, they made it in time. They were probably, but only with about five minutes to spare. Oh, wow. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. One of the nurses had to like run down the hall and like bust in on them as they were getting dressed. Like you guys better, better walk quickly. Don't worry about clothes. (laughs) It is now. So, so I feel like yeah. one of the top fears is like the give, like how can you give away a child, you know? And how did that how did that feel, or what were your thoughts on that kind of primary concern we hear all the time? Like how can you give away a child? Yep, that's uh, <laughs> probably the number one piece of like curiosity that I heard yeah. during during pregnancy was it was somebody either saying, "Oh, I could never do that," or "How could you?" you know, aren't you worried about having to give the baby up? And for me, it was very straightforward. It's not my child. It's, and I know the parents and I know them at that point, I know them pretty well. Like, um, I, I know their, their daughter, um, that's two, you know, I know her pretty well. It's when you go into the process, knowing not my baby, this, it's their baby. Like you just prepared the whole, I, I felt very prepared. Um, when baby was born, 
I'm pretty sure one of the first things I said was, Jemaya can attest to this, was, I'm so glad I don't have a baby right now. I, I didn't feel any. Yep. <laughs> I was tired. <laughs> I, I was really tired. I was, uh, I didn't feel any regret or even any sadness. It just yeah. felt almost like, you know, this natural high of having just had a baby and watching the parents meet their child for the first time. Uh, there was zero sense of regret or, or sadness or yeah, anything I, like I that. I definitely, you know, that was on my radar as far as a big concern. It's just the emotional impact. I mean, I'm a, I'm a professional counselor, so definitely that's on my radar. But uh, I remember, yeah, the moment when I wasn't worried and it was like right after they had just left and you said it, but you didn't quite do it justice. It was like, <sighs> I am so glad <laughs> I don't have a baby. <sighs> and you just <laughs> like laid your head down and looked like you're, and then you, know, you basically passed out right about then. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yep. And then we took like a four hour nap. You don't get to do that when you have a newborn. So, right. Oh my God. Right. So, then, Jemima, I mean, oh, later we went down the hall and, um, you know, later after we'd gotten some rest and I'd taken a shower, uh, we went down the hall and got to meet her and the whole family was in the room. And I mean, that was just a magical experience too, um, getting to to see this little person that had been you know, riding shotgun in my belly for, <laughs> for nine months. Um, yeah. And it was just, we were so warmly received by the whole family. Everybody was crying and mm-hmm. it was just, it was really a wonderful, warm, magical experience. Yeah. So Jemiah, if you had to go back and talk to yourself like a year before when, when Jade was first like, hey, there's this thing I want to do. What would you say to yourself that would have would have convinced yourself or changed your mind or made you think differently? I mean, I think uh, the thing that sold me, like we said earlier, was the impact that it would have on somebody else. And I suppose if I, you know, if I was talking to myself in the past, it would be something around that. It just you have no idea how impactful what this, you know, how this, how impactful this is going to be for somebody. And, and that was, that was just such a powerful experience was to just make, you know, really give somebody the gift of a child and to feel them just so grateful for that. Like they really, really wanted a baby. They couldn't have a baby. We, you know, our, well, Jade's, uh, willingness and, um, you know, a little bit of my willingness, uh, made, allowed that to happen. And, uh, <laughs> and actually one other, I guess, yeah. thing that we didn't talk about, which I thought was really quite magical was, um, I told you, you know, I've named how crusty I feel about like yeah. the science part of it. And just, you know, we're very like, we lean very natural, but uh-huh. I actually had this really miraculous moment. Yeah. of of redeeming like science for me a little bit or just re, re, uh, redeeming scientific intervention and it was <laughs> seeing the baby Ooh. get wheeled in on this like it, it was like this box that looked like it was like 
from the space station or something. And it's like, you know, there's these two like glove holes, like it's all like, you know, sealed and there's like glove <laughs> holes and somebody like, you know, mm. has their hands in there and they're like messing with the Petri dish. And I didn't even realize what it was, but it's like, it had this television screen and you see this like Petri dish with these little bubbles kind of yeah. forming. And that was the embryo at day five. And I, I don't know. It's like, that was so amazing to me was seeing life at day five and seeing like the cells multiplying. And uh, I, I don't know. I'd almost want to whisper something about that to myself too. Like, you know, I think this could be a really healing process as far as just um, how magical and how, how powerful something that might feel unnatural at first can be like, it might feel unnatural to like, you know, artificially do all of this. And yet there were so many moments where I felt confirmation from just like that, that moment seeing like this baby, like in a Petri dish that was like more beautiful than I ever could have imagined. And, and then just seeing the parents, like their impact over and over again. Um, there, it felt like something that was really right. Something totally in line with nature as opposed to something that, you know, uh, felt outside of that. Yeah. That's beautifully said. Thank you. Um, any other, any regrets, any other highlights to, to share before we wrap up? Mm. I mean, the whole, honestly, the whole experience was a highlight. It's, it's hard to pick out <laughs> any, any one thing. Um, yeah. I, I definitely just had such a positive experience through it all. I don't really ever remember any point at which I felt regret or or um, uncertainty around the decision that we made. It always it always felt like the right decision, and um, I I hope that everybody that does Sarah surrogacy has has such a positive experience as we did. I hope so too. <laughs> Thank you both for for being willing to to share this to the world and share your experience and for being amazing people helping someone else complete their family. Oh, thank you for having us. Uh, I think we both enjoy talking about it. So <laughs> this has been fun. Yeah, I agree. It was it actually is really fun to talk about. It's definitely like a really powerful, impactful life memory that I'll never forget. Lesson of the day. Um, well, I think the lesson, I mean, we don't really need to give lessons, but I think the, no. the important thing to remember is that, the, you know, even in the gestational surrogacy or any birth, that there are so many important players and people in our lives. So not, you know, this woman who gives birth is amazing, but there's also the support from a partner or a spouse, a mother, a father, siblings, their children. Um, so I think it's really important to remember like that there are so many people that kind of knit together to, to help other families. And it's just not just one, one person, but her whole support, support yeah. group behind her. And it's so it's really nice group effort. Yeah. To hear and um, hear Jemiah is thinking and how, how he was part of the journey too. And to, to remember all those other it's important not people just a the village to, yeah. Yeah, It's not just a village to raise a child, also a village to birth the child, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. 
but no, so speaking of villages, uh, ha, ha, oh, wait, no, it doesn't transition very well on this one. Um, no. we, um, we need you the would village like, to give us the rating. We need <laughs> the village to give oh. us uh, feedback on iTunes. So no, I, actually, we're, we're doing great on iTunes. And I mean, I think that just this at this point, it's become a silly joke. So I but we are always happy for feedback. Um, also, actually, more than that, we do love to hear from people via our hotline. If you want to give us a call at 303-997-1903, we would love to hear from you, what you have to say, any feedback, or any episodes you would love to hear. Uh, we do actually have an episode coming up here from somebody who did reach out to us, so we're, we're very excited to share things in the future. So um, please keep joining us, and we're glad to have you along with us. Mm-hmm.